Welcome to the Inspiro Podcast, a podcast exploring personal growth, leadership, strategy, communication, and fulfillment. We are your hosts, Jason Luchtefeld and Bill Woodburn. I'm here as a dentist transitioning into a career to help facilitate individuals and their organizations towards a more fulfilling future. Hi there, I'm Bill Woodburn, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist in Austin, Texas. I'm fascinated by the way people come together to solve problems, whether that's couples or families, dental practices or organizations. We're going to be exploring a lot of topics, and for us to be able to be free to do that, I have to let you know that this is not intended to be dental advice or counseling advice. How do you think social media has changed that? So as you look at your practice, you've been practicing long enough to see a communication, positive and negative before social media and after social media. And I wonder long enough that they used to carve it on stone tablets. So. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but um, <laughs> since you said it, <laughs> how has uh, the invention of the pencil changed communication <laughs> for you, Bill? <laughs> I want to. I want to go back a little bit to email. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> which curiously enough, I found improved communication often, at least between uh, couples and families. And I would often suggest that couples who were really locked into a bad argument dynamic that was getting away from them would write each other emails for two reasons. One is write it, then read it the next morning, edit out and send. The other person gets to read it at the best time for them at the pace that works for them and can be more thoughtful in their reply than always happen, but there's space. Basically what we're doing is giving space. In my office, the, the big problem is that when people get rushed, they do the same old thing they always do. They go to the default setting. What I'm working on as a counselor is trying to move people off their default setting. Well, the, if we can slow it down, like email, or if a leader writes out something and then reads it to the team, there's been time for that to both percolate and to think about word choice and, you know, or hand it out to the team. Then they can read it when it's best for them, not when they're worried about something else at the beginning of the day or tired at the end of the day, or you, you can't ever tell what's going to be the best and building in space. So back to your question, part of the problem is that things have gotten faster and faster. And I'm noticing on texts, I don't think texts are inherently bad, but I don't know about you, but I'm an old guy, so my thumbs don't work all that great. So I'm gonna pick the shortest word or the word that's suggested in the little box rather than the, the best word for what I'm trying to do. 
or the sentence that really should be longer to get across a more nuanced idea. It text comes across sort of like a blunt object. I don't think it has to, but you know, 128 characters in my thumbs, and it's like, well, it's gonna be pretty blunt. To your other point about email, it's also harder to type a text <laughs> and then set it to the side for an evening, come back to the next morning and go to try to edit it and then send it. You really, it's really not meant for that purpose compared to your description of how email could be used in that way. And I'm reminded that some of the great romances of the 19th century were carried on over letters. Right. Yeah. That people would, would labor over to make sure because this was their only way to convey these thoughts of love and care and concern, and hope for the future, you know, to each other, uh, or even to have a fight where you had to really kind of disagree, but you had to wait for the next letter and then you had to write yours and then you had to send it off. And, you know, it, it back in the day could take a week to get to the person. Yeah. And trying to expect <laughs> that, that I've found that is, increasingly difficult to explain myself in words that when I read <clears throat> or when someone else reads, they interpret the same way that I do. And I think we've lost a lot of that. We've lost a lot of the ability to write in a way that is clear. Sure. And so I, I think this segues into then our attention spans are shorter and shorter. You know, we get a, a click and a ding every like eight seconds. And so in everyday utility, uh, maybe there's some space for that. But when we're look, talking about the dynamics of human interaction, then I think it's really important. I've heard this, heard you say this a few times, slow down. Yes, slow down. And one of the things I want to second that you're saying is often people say, well, you know, what do I need to be a really good leader in this tense situation with this team that's got struggle? And I said, the biggest tool you need is a thesaurus. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Well, I remember um, I did my internship up in... Uh, Abingdon, Virginia, which is where the Blue Ridge and the Appalachians come together. So it was a public family agency. So we got lots of lots of folks that were coming out of small towns, coming out of the mines. And I remember one father who was really struggling with his teenage son. who had gotten into some trouble. That's why they were there. And I said, well, what do you really want from your son? And he said, I want him to be a good boy. And I said, could you tell him what he needs to do to be a good boy? Well, he used to do good things. Well, could you explain what some good things are? Well, they're good things, you know, not bad things. And I realized, oh my gosh, this guy actually doesn't have the words that he needs to tell his son what is really in his heart, what is really workable. He just has these few words to give his son and his son. What a bad kid. I, he was pretty mystified, though. 
I mean, what, what does my dad want? Well, not to do bad things, to do good things. What other things? I don't know. I think maybe the dad did, but he couldn't, he couldn't get it across. And it was just a word problem. Hmm. Yes. So that's interesting to use a thesaurus. That could actually be a really good tool for people to, to grab a thesaurus and to, if you're finding that you're not making headway in a conversation because of word choice, then you really could use a thesaurus or, you know, we talked about the awareness wheel and grabbing a, the feeling wheel to try to find better words to describe the feeling that you're having. It's the same thing. It's just using a wider variety of words to try to get a message across. And so in a team that could be really valuable, especially now we're more and more, we're seeing multicultural teams. And so having communication across cultures within an office, or if we get back to social media, we're communicating with somebody in a completely different country about a topic, then our word choice becomes even more critical to make sure that the word we're saying means the same thing to them as it does to us. Oh, yes. And when I do the EI workshop, one of the things I talk about is how words can mean vastly different things to different people based on how they grew up. And it's one of the classics, and I hear it in dental offices all over, is the word fair. Well, what does fair actually mean? That's it's a very big, it's a huge concept to be contained in such a short word. Hmm. And that's where thesaurus could come in really handy to look up fair, just, right, equitable, begin to flesh that out so you can use the right term. What are are we talking about fairness? Are we talking about justice? Are we talking about expectations? I mean, what what are we talking about? What is this word? Same with you know, angry, I'm angry at you. Well, that doesn't really tell you much. Using the the feelings wheel or a thesaurus to say, I'm frustrated with you. Oh, that's different. Mm -hmm. There's this thing you're trying to do, and somehow I've gotten in the way. And that tells me what I might do about it. Hey, me again. All right. Hope you enjoyed that quickie. I think we touched on a number of topics and provided some good suggestions for things you can do tomorrow. So if needed, download your thesaurus app or go buy one at the bookstore and see how that can impact your communication with your team, your significant others, family, etc. And we'll have another quick one, I think, next week. Thanks for listening in. As always, questions and comments to InspiroPodcast at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers.